0: If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down. Welcome to Slow the Fuck Down Show. I'm sensuality coach, Casey Hall.
1: And I'm trauma healer, Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode, we offer science, stories, skills, and songs to help you slow down, stress less, and love better.
0: It's important to us that every episode is worth your time and you leave feeling uplifted, inspired, and able to make positive changes in your life. On today's episode, slow the fuck down with perfectionism.
1: So get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, and soak in our soothing support. So society and social media puts insanely unrealistic expectations on you to be perfect. Maybe you're pretending that you have it all together while secretly you worry that you'll never measure up. If you're ready to tell that pressure to F off and make your peace with the real you, we dedicate today's show to you.
0: I found this interesting study on reviews.org and they found that over half of America wakes up and checks social media within 10 minutes. Yuck. And that 58% of them use social media more than any other website or app. And according to the same study, about a third of Americans say that their accounts do not accurately represent them or their life. And so I thought this was really interesting because, you know, you have over half of Americans waking up, checking their social media within 10 minutes, and at least a third of what they're looking at isn't real.
1: Right. It's a false representation of what someone wishes their life was instead of what their life really is. And I feel like that sets everyone up to feel like a failure and then you get caught in this cycle of perfectionism where you're like oh i have to be something i'm not i have to be this perfectly beautiful, perfectly skinny, perfect mother, perfect career, perfect children, like it just sets you up for an impossible standard that I sure as hell have never reached or will reach in my life. As if we didn't all have enough pressure and stress going on, I've seen the difference over the course of my lifetime how much extra pressure seems to be around because of filters on social media, making everyone looked like perfectly painted dolls.
0: I think back to when I was in middle school and high school and I'm like, thank God we didn't have filters. I have Polaroid photos and they accurately represent how we were. If I was that age, I totally understand why you'd wanna put a filter on everything. I mean, hell, you and I, when we post on Instagram, we can take a picture and put a filter over it. We're like, oh shit, look, no blemishes. and looks like we have makeup on. Like,
1: I know, I was doing that for a while and because I wasn't wearing my, my glasses and my eyesight is so bad, I totally didn't realize that I was using a filter that, like, kind of made me look like a pixie. <laughs> I had no idea. And then days later, I used it, like, three or four times in a row. And then days later, I went back and looked at it. Up. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I was like, she's going for a new thing. This is artistic.
0: You know, I'm supporting her expression. This is cool. It's all good.
1: No, it's just straight up cluelessness. I really feel for especially young girls. It does break my heart. I know how insecure I was at that age about my appearance. And I'm just so grateful that I didn't have the extra pressure that these girls have put on them by social media and these filters and people parading fake lives. I think it would have crushed me. I think it would have really done me in.
0: Because then you're constantly comparing yourself against everybody's fake lives or at least a third of America (laughs) who admitted to not posting real stuff on there. And it's like you can't help but compare yourself. And one way I see perfectionism showing up is in cancel culture, which is when you have an individual and All of a sudden that individual is highlighted and they get every action that they've ever taken gets scrutinized and looked at. And even if that person has a lifetime of amazing accomplishments, the one thing that they did wrong or that was perceived that they did wrong cancels them out. And so it's a way that people are holding others to high expectations of perfection.
1: Yeah, I mean, who hasn't made a mistake in their life? I'm definitely embarrassed and ashamed of some of the choices I've made from my past that I am very much not proud of. And those mistakes are not the entirety of my being. There's something about perfectionism that doesn't let us live in wholeness, that keeps us separate from our humanness and our humanity both meaning the parts of us that are loving and kind and go the extra mile and the parts of us that are flawed and not (laughs) yet up to the standards we wish they, they were but we've got to be able to accept all the parts of ourselves you know when Casey and I open every class of the love school each week we go through these specific steps to help you calm your nervous system help you feel safe and then we bring in all of the parts of ourselves the parts we love and the parts we judge and we let them all be present because healing happens in wholeness when you're trying to be perfect you're distancing yourself from your own humanness and you're pushing parts of you away and that creates energy blocks in your system and keeps you having more problems. It's like the problems keep piling up as you are trying to be more and more perfect. I think we all have this natural drive to want to do better. And there's a healthy way to do that and an unhealthy way to do that. An unhealthy way is to strive for this ideal perfectionism. A healthy way is to accept your flaws, accept your humanness, like I accept that I'm slow AF. (laughs) On one of our past episodes, blow the fuck down with accepting your flaws and how to turn your flaws into superpowers. So that's a healthy way to go about doing that.
0: I remember when we talked about turning flaws into superpowers, I think that's a a really great way to address perfectionism. One of the other ways that I enjoy doing this, and I know that you and I have helped our clients with in the love school is to give a name or a persona to the aspect of your personality that you judge a little bit harshly or that you might have a harder time with one of our clients was talking about how she had an aspect of herself that was very critical showing up a lot and we asked her if this aspect could have a persona or any character traits like what would it look like and she's like oh Eeyore
1: <laughs> from Winnie the Pooh <laughs>
0: from Winnie the Pooh and I remember we all laughed on the call and um, you know what, what ended up happening was her finding a way to gently relating to this aspect of herself this Eeyore or aspect of herself whenever it would come up, she would acknowledge it and then be able to have more acceptance of it as a part of her. What you said about how we start each class inviting in all of the aspects, one of the reasons that that you do that is because these are all aspects of you. When you're inviting them in and when they show up, if you're finding gentler, and more loving ways to relate to them, then all of a sudden, this expectation of having to be perfect and only keep the best parts of ourselves kind of falls to the, to the wayside a little bit. And there's a little bit more room for, yeah, but what about all these other aspects of myself that maybe I judge as less perfect, but they're all part of me?
1: Self-acceptance is one of the all-time biggest antidotes to perfectionism. The striving to be perfect is motivated by so many different reasons. You could be striving to feel perfect because you feel like you're you're never going to be enough. I know that I've suffered with that, not feeling like I'm enough. I'm not good enough. I'll ever be enough. I'll never do enough. There's never enough time. (laughs) Right? A lot of suffering around that not enoughness or maybe your strive for perfectionism comes from having to prove how good you are, that you're the good one here. When I was little, I was really scared of my dad and I thought if I could just be good, if I could just be the perfect little girl, he would love me. And then that carried on and played out in my relationships. I always tried to be the perfect girlfriend. So of course, I never had any needs. I didn't need anything. I was never the needy one. I would just be a doormat and do whatever they said to prove and to show how good I am.
0: And that's where that belief of is, you know, you had to be perfect so you don't lose love.
1: Exactly. I think that the fear of losing love is at the root of perfectionism. And that branches out into all these different ways it manifests. Some people that our perfectionists are very controlling and they have to control everything. Everything is about trust and safety. And if they can just keep control of it and be perfect, they don't have to feel that particular pain of losing love in that way. I mean, I couldn't really relate to perfectionism until Casey was talking about perfectionism and I was like I don't really have any of that and then as she shared more about her stories from her life about it I was like oh I definitely have that I just have it in different ways because I'm a pretty messy person and I accept how messy I am and (laughs) how imperfect I look and uh, that I found the other ways that I had it like that striving to be the perfect daughter and then the perfect girlfriend.
0: I remember when I was a little girl and I did a form of gymnastics called compulsory gymnastics and it was where everybody does the same exact routine in the exact way and whoever does it the most perfect wins and I've shared about this on other podcasts but there's another aspect of it here where I remember this day my gymnastics coach was teaching us a trick called an aerial. Do you know what an aerial is?
1: It's a cartwheel without arms. Oh, very
0: good little knee because oh, I'm like that awkward stage where I'd like a super long torso super long arms kind of like a little head and like in order to do a cartwheel without arms there's like a, a certain type of physics that that is involved in that that's why a lot of the gymnasts are shorter and they have shorter limbs because when they move around it's like more uniform so I had these long limbs and I was disproportionate so no matter how hard I tried to do this Aerial, I couldn't do it. It was the only trick that I couldn't do. I didn't realize at the time it was because my actual physical body was not allowing me to do that. It was the thing that was preventing me from doing the routine perfectly. And I tried to control that situation. One day, I left the main gym and I went to the side gym. And I tried to nail this trick for three hours. I isolated myself and I just kept doing it again and again. And again, it just kept falling. Every time it would fall, I would fall, I would fall, to the point where I was just exhausted. I was too exhausted to even just like move. And I remember thinking like, man, I'm such a failure because this is the one thing that I need to be perfect and I can't do
1: it. That is heartbreaking. And you're so lucky that you didn't break your neck. I mean, I can't imagine a child doing that over and over and over again and not getting seriously physically hurt on top of the mental hurt that was going on there and the emotional pain.
0: And I share that because I recognize that that aspect of my personality that comes up in the form of perfectionism and feels like I have to do everything perfect in order to be valued or in order to get it right, It still exists. This morning when I woke up, I found my thoughts starting to go down the rabbit hole of regretting something that I thought that I should have done yesterday that would have been more perfect in a presentation that I did. And I found myself starting to go down that thought, little rabbit hole, and then I stopped. I recognized that little girl aspect of me that was like still there. You know, I'm 37 and she's still there. And and I was like, oh, okay. I see you. I hear your need for perfection. And I got you. Like as an adult, I got you. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful that you could catch that and do that. You know, Casey just said she was 37. And a few months ago on a podcast, she said she was 35. Casey, how old are you?
0: <laughs> Son of a bitch.
1: I'm 36.
0: 40, because it's so much easier. It just doesn't matter to me.
1: Everyone else wants to age down and Casey wants to round up. Can we just round it up? I mean, damn. You know, and you said something interesting when you shared your story, Casey, because you said I isolated myself. First of all, we just went through the pandemic where there was a lot of enforced isolation going on. But I also know people who have isolated themselves and become more and more isolated over time because they're not perfect and they slowly disengage and withdraw from society because they're judging themselves so harshly and as so imperfect and there's such a lack of acceptance of themselves that they don't even connect anymore with their friends because they're so afraid that their friends must be judging them as harshly as they're judging themselves. So, you know, again, this this ties in with this lack of self-acceptance and can really feed anxiety, depression, self-loathing and so again you know I come back to I think I keep coming back to my somatic sense of feeling really broken-hearted around this topic of perfectionism and around people causing a lot of harm in their own lives and their relationships because they think that they should be perfect when being perfect is impossible you know and we have this thing where we tie together our stress response and how we either flight fight freeze or faint in that stress response. And with that freeze and faint is a sense of numbness. And I know that you can look at some people, maybe friends of yours, and you can say, wow, you know, they look so perfect. They have it all together. They've got a great job, a great partner, amazing kids. Like, I even like their kids. and (laughs) They just seem like they really do have it all together. But you know, I learned in Core Energetics Therapy that there are all these different ways we get a core wounding meaning the main way that we separate from oneness and that we fear we will lose love and for those people who are this is going to sound funny but authentically perfect seeming (laughs) their core issue is that everything is great in their life but there's a numbness there they can't feel it. And I can think of a couple of friends I have that have that. So even with those people who do seem perfect, know that they have their pain too. I oddly have worked with a handful of billionaires. And there, there's only like 120 billionaires in the world. It's really weird that I've worked with so many. But every single one of those whose lives might seem perfect on the outside, they've all got their pain and they've all got their problems, too. Even with them, there is no perfection. So this false ideal that we can all go in and out of striving for, it doesn't exist and it leaves you feeling like a fake. You know, this whole like imposter syndrome thing is going around now, too, where people are in a professional field and maybe they start excelling or maybe they start excelling very quickly and then all of a sudden they feel like oh maybe i'm not as good as people think i am and again i come back to this having a very realistic balanced viewpoint of your strengths and weaknesses i helped a friend go through this recently who came to me because He was experiencing imposter syndrome. And so we looked at all the ways he was truly good at his job and all the ways he could improve. And he just got really honest about it. And then went to his boss and was like you know what these are the things i'm doing great at these are the things i'm struggling a little bit for and i need i need to get better at and it erased that whole imposter syndrome thing because he was authentic he was authentic with himself he was authentic with his boss and you know what his boss was like oh yeah i'll have so-and-so do that she's really great at that like it was a total non-issue right <laughs> And often when we're authentic, as Casey and I are super authentic with each other, we're super authentic with our students and our clients. More trust is built. You build more trust when you're real. And hey, can sometimes you let people down? Yeah, sure. Will you lose their love? It has been my experience that it almost always brings me closer to the other person. It also gives them permission to be more authentic, more real, more honest. I always feel like, you know, We're always creating. We're always creating our world. We're always creating our experience. I want to live with as much honesty, authenticity, love, realness as possible. And guess what? I'm not going to do that perfectly, but I'm going to do my best at it. That's the world I want to create around me. That's the people I want to interact with are the people that are doing that too. So if I'm trying to be the perfect healer or the perfect girlfriend, that's gonna stress me the F out. I am not gonna feel good inside of myself. I'm gonna be a stress case, which is going to keep me from loving myself and loving others as much as I can. So Casey and I have been really drilling down on this whole slowing down, dealing with your stress, releasing your trauma, so that you can build the love within yourself with those around you, so that you actually become more skilled at loving. Your ability to love and be loved grows and that's what we all want. And that's what we're trying to get by being perfect, but it doesn't work.
0: One of the ways that perfectionism shows up in the dating world, people write out a list of their perfect ideal mate. And while I fully support doing that in terms of your values and non-negotiables to give yourself a clear idea of, of what you want and what your boundaries are, etc. having a list of your perfect person is setting you up ultimately for disappointment and is setting that potential person, your next partner up for failure. Finding a deeply compatible human who shares similar values and can love and accept you in a long-term relationship requires experiencing a full in healthy range of human emotions. And when you are holding somebody to this perfectionist standard, you're not allowing for that. I mean, nothing is sexy about feeling like you have to be perfect or can't make a mistake. What's really sexy is when I'm with somebody who has authentic self-awareness. When I ask them a question and they just respond in a way that's just like, here's who I am because I've already figured this out. I'm a flawed human just like everyone else and I love myself for it.
1: just as you don't want to be... (laughs) So in relationship with someone who's acting fake and pretending to be something they're not, they don't want that of you either. Without that acceptance of being the messy, flawed human that every single one of us truly is, whether we're wealthy, whether or not we're beautiful, whether or not we have a good relationship, like everyone in every situation, I don't care, is a messy, flawed human. And when you don't accept that, it sets you up for a world of hurt. So again, for me, the root of healing perfectionism is radical acceptance of you being a messy human, just like every single other person on the planet, accepting whatever you judge and whatever you think of as flaws, illuminating your strong points. You still get to continue working on yourself and improving, but without all that extra pressure.
0: Yes. Without all that extra pressure, I know whenever I released my perfectionist expectations around sex and intimacy, it got a million times better. It just kind of went from this like, I have to be perfect. I have to perform perfect. I have to be turned on all the time. Am I doing it right to just like, hey, babe, want to try this? Yeah, cool. Let's see how it goes.
1: Exactly. It becomes so much more playful, so much more real and authentic and more interesting, right? Because pretending to like, oh, I have to look perfect. Oh, I have to practice my orgasm face in the mirror so that I like there's so much posing and pretending that can go on in sex. And then you miss out on the intimacy that is truly there and that can be created between you and another person. Like deeply authentic sex can be
0: full of pleasure it can be full of emotion there can be tears it can feel transcending it can be weird true authentic sex when you just release that pressure of perfectionism it's it's a
1: whole new world and i find that um there's a lot of joy and laughter in my sexual connection when i don't put the pressure on myself of having to look perfect or put my body in a certain way or ugh
0: i just it it feels exhausting to even think about it
1: it yeah. does that's exactly what just happened yeah. to me i just all of a sudden thought about like having to to look or be perfect during sex and it felt exhausting like I was like oh my god I don't even want to think about that and I've had a real journey with that myself one of the most important things in sexual intimacy is feeling safe and you can only truly feel safe if there is a deep level of authentic connection within yourself from you to you and then with your partner And I think it's really important for everyone to examine for themselves what their motivations are. We said at the root, people act perfect because they fear of losing love. And we talked about the more authentic you are, actually, the more chance you have of building stronger, more real connections and bonds with people. And we extend that to sex. We're still in a hookup culture, despite the fact that there's rampant STDs and an endemic health situation going on. And there's something here about each person examining for themselves what's behind their drive to hook up. What is it really about for you? And I'm not judging the act of hooking up. I'm just saying becoming really aware of what your internal motivations are. Because if you're using sex, to feel a deeper sense of connection within yourself and with another person, but you're not actually authentically connected and present within yourself, then you're not going to get that need for deep connection fulfilled.
0: Yep. That's why we've set up our courses to be love yourself first and then love another.
1: Yeah. Even in the love another program that we're running right now, finding that it is still about people dropping into to deeper and deeper levels of connection within themselves so that they can bring their full authentic self to a partner, but there's got to be this willingness to let go of the falsity that there is such thing as you can be perfect. And wouldn't it just feel awesome to let go of that burden, Slow down, fans? We think so. We feel so much better from letting go of it.
0: And it still creeps up. Even with all of our training, like I said this morning, it still creeps up. But now I know how to slow down, breathe, work with my nervous system, and tend to my needs.
1: Situations can spin us out so fast, whether it be social media, pressure from people around us, or our own thoughts. So we got to know how to get back home to the real Casey, to the real you.
0: (laughs) over and over again. Healing happens in spirals, right? It's not linear. I like to imagine that spiral as being further away from and bigger, right? So the first time you recognize that you have a perfectionistic tendency, right? And it causes a lot of suffering in your life. Maybe that lasts for longer. And then it goes away or you learn how to deal with it. Well, then it comes back in a smaller spiral in a different way. And maybe that comes up in a new layer and you realize, oh, wow, this is a character trait that I picked up from my family. And then you deal with it and it goes away and then it comes back in another spiral. But each time it comes back in that spiral, I imagine that that spiral gets smaller and smaller and it gets closer and closer to you. And so as you said, the more authentic we become, the easier it gets to deal with these Things that come up whenever they do because we learn tools along the way and we become more of ourselves and it's still there, but we're just better at dealing with it because we're getting closer and closer to ourselves and to our true nature.
1: And I love that you bring that up, Casey, because healing isn't what I used to think it was. I used to think I was going to go to therapy and I was going to get healing sessions and then I was going to be perfect and I wouldn't have problems anymore. (laughs) And I wouldn't feel bad about myself anymore. And I would have the perfect relationship. And and then I learned that, no, all those things are still going to come up. I'm just going to know how to deal with them. And that when you know how to deal with them, this magical thing happens. They come up less and less. And when they come up, they don't destroy you for weeks, months, years at a time. They might hurt your feelings a little bit for a few minutes. And that is a massive difference than the first 40 (laughs) years of my life. (laughs) And we also get better at not comparing ourselves to others. Man, I'll tell you, when you compare yourself to someone else, you can really just pull the rug right out from underneath your self-love, self-respect, self-confidence, and fall flat on your face. So remember what I said, that everyone has their shit. Everyone has their pain, no matter what. So that person that you're comparing yourself to, I guarantee they've got their pain too. They're dealing with something you can't see. So remember, Casey Hall and Elizabeth Menzel accept you how you are with all of your beautiful, wonderful aspects of you and all of the parts of you that you judge. We accept you We welcome you into your own wholeness, into your own loving heart and we help to hold you with love and acceptance as you learn how to love and accept yourself. And we know that the buildup of stress hormones in your system leads to trauma and that trauma blocks your ability to love yourself and love others. So join us on Zoom the second Saturday of every month for our super slowdown stress release class, and we will teach you a proven system that safely gets all of that stress and trauma out of yourselves. We have a great time together in class. You're gonna love it. You'll physically, emotionally, mentally feel better. Your heart will open, and you'll be more able to love yourself and others. All you have to do is go to the love.school and you'll see a button right there to register for the stress release class. We can't wait to see you on Zoom. Next up, a word from our sponsor, then our Slow Down Skill, Slow Down Interview, and Slow Down Song.
0: Hey Slow Down fans, it's me, Mother Nature. I trust in the ability of my roots to provide the nutrients that I need. I trust that the rain will provide the water I need to flourish. I trust the creatures of this earth to continue producing life. Trusting that each part of me is capable of playing a crucial role in our collective survival eliminates the need for perfection. Because the truth is, perfection is an illusion we create and we've forgotten that the parts of our whole working together are way more powerful than trying to do it all on our own.
1: Thank you, Mother Nature, for that beautiful message. And now, for your slowdown skill.
0: When someone asks, how are you? Give yourself a slowdown moment before you respond. Take a whole deep breath and then tell them the truth. For example, Elizabeth, how
1: are you? Hmm, I feel pretty good. I have a little bit of a pain in my neck, but mostly I'm feeling pretty happy. Casey, how are you?
0: I am hungry. I'm excited to eat my dinner and to teach class tonight.
1: See, that's just an easy in to you connecting authentically with yourself instead of saying, I'm fine, I'm fine, no, I'm good. Things are good, everything's good. (laughs) Yeah, and when you respond in
0: that way you you're opening up the conversation for others to respond more authentically to you
1: yeah and guess what they usually do because authenticity breeds safety breeds deeper connection breeds more love and that's what we all want and now for your slowdown interview
0: Today on the show, we are excited to have Jamie Langloy. Jamie Langloy is a certified life and wellness coach, nutrition consultant, personal trainer, and yoga teacher. Over the last decade, Jamie has helped thousands of people optimize their well being through nutrition and fitness. She offers a holistic and customized approach to wellness, honoring each client's preferences and limitations. Jamie works with clients one on one and offers group challenges regularly throughout the year. Welcome, Jamie. Welcome, Jamie.
1: Yay. I'm so excited to be here with you, lovely lady. Thank you for having me. Well, Jamie, full disclosure, has been my nutrition coach since September 26, 2021. And she has helped me drop nearly 40 pounds in a totally sustainable and healthy way. And I could not be more proud of myself and... Amazingly grateful to you, Jamie. You are a font of knowledge, and I'm so excited to have you here so you can help our clients learn how to slow the F down.
2: Oh, thank you. It's been my pleasure to work with you, Elizabeth. You've just been awesome and what I love so much about working with people is developing relationships as well right like not just with the coach and the client type of dynamic but we've truly become friends and it's just been awesome and I think that dynamic has really perpetuated the success you know and I'm just so honored to be your coach
1: thanks honey you're welcome, and
2: congratulations, 40 pounds. Sorry, that's big. Just want to say that. That's amazing. <laughs>
1: huge, <Yeah>. huge. <laughs> well, I'm no longer huge, so hey, it's a good- <laughs> But you know, I know how busy you are, so I'm super curious. How has slowing down helped you? How has it even showed up in your life?
2: Oh my goodness, that is such a great question. Um, so for me, I am a type Eight person. Um, perfectionist to the core and when everything kind of goes crazy in my world that's when I tend to kick it up a notch which is not really good (laughs) and um, last year I really had a hard time with this I was going through a big transition and um, I started to get very focused on my training I started to dial in my nutrition even more which was not necessarily a good thing Um, and I went into adrenal fatigue and I had kind of like a bottom with nutrition and with fitness and I was depleted. I was starting to actually go the other way as far as my body composition goals. I was moody. I was sad. I was not sleeping. And it was like, what the heck here? I thought I was in control, right? Because that's what I tend to do when things go crazy. I tend to try to make my outsides perfect. Um, I was suffering and so I had to take a step back and I had to re-examine everything and I had to slow the F down (laughs) and what that meant for me was no longer training for this half marathon that I was training for. I needed yoga. I needed sleep. I needed massage. I needed all of those types of things, stuff that was very um, counterintuitive to what I thought was going to remedy what was going on externally right? Because I, w- I wanted to fix very masculine energy. And so for me, I had to tap into that feminine and get very slow. I had to eat more. I had to honor my body. And as a result, let me tell you, I dropped body fat like no other. It was like exactly what my body needed. So slowing the F down as far as nutrition goes and wellness and fitness and all of that really had the most positive impact on me. I think because mentally I was able to release whatever it was I was clinging to, yeah.
0: you know. I really love how in that share you mentioned that slowing down was actually the medicine that was needed because so often we think, oh, we have to push more. We have to go faster. We have to go harder. And in your example, slowing down was your medicine, getting in more food yoga, sleeping, deciding to not continue. Was it a marathon or half marathon? Half marathon. And the yeah. half marathon, like not continue that training.
2: Yeah, it was really intense. And it wasn't what I wanted, because it wasn't what I was accustomed to as an athlete my whole life. And again, I was going through this transition. So I had a lot of anxiety, I had a lot of fear, my nervous system was jacked up, right? Cortisol levels were high, I was in that fight or flight, which was perpetuating the the fat percentage going up and, and the lack of sleep. And so it was really hard for me to slow down. But now, oh, I treasure it. (laughs) My training looks so different. My food plan looks so different because I see the direct impact on slowing down, right? And being more simple, And now I don't have to work as hard or, you know, as vigilant on certain things. Like, I can truly release. And that was beautiful. And this has only been the past year. And I've been doing this for a long time. So I've been training like that for a long time. And just now am I seeing the results I want? It's because I've kind of let go a little bit. And that's scary for people who have control issues. I can't
0: relate at all. No. (laughs) Right, Jamie, so what's your favorite slow-down song?
2: Mm, so I don't really have a favorite slow-down song, but I have a favorite slow-down artist, and that's probably Jack Johnson. Oh. So anything like island vibes, so I moved from Hawaii, and I just associate Hawaii with slow and chill and the beach and barefoot and whimsical living, and so whenever I need just to tap into that, I put on Jack. And it just gets me right there.
0: Mm, I love that you just painted such a beautiful slowdown picture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and banana pancakes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but not really, but kind of. <laughs> so, Jamie, where can people find you? People can go
2: directly to my website at www.bodyandbliss.com. So that is one word, body and bliss. Com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, Jamie
1: E. Langlois, L-A-N-G-L-O-I-S. Excellent. We will post all of Jamie's links on our Facebook page for you. And slow down, Fan, if you want to hear more about how Jamie has helped me and thousands of other people have better nutrition, lower body fat, higher energy, better fitness we are doing a very special deep dive interview with her that will only air on our patreon page so you can go to patreon.com slash slow the f down show and you can become a patron there at the level that is right for you as low as five dollars and 55 cents a month and you will get that awesome interview with Jamie Langlois. And check out all of our other Slow Down presents for you. That's patreon.com slash the F down show.
0: Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today. And we're excited to share this interview.
2: Thank you, ladies, so much. Always a pleasure. All right, Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of
1: tonight's show? Well, my favorite part is when I kind of went off on a tangent. But I felt really authentic inside of myself. I loved feeling connected to my sparkly inner nature as the words were coming out of my mouth. Casey, what was your favorite part of today's show?
0: I really enjoyed how you gave examples of all the different ways that perfectionism can show up in our lives everybody listening to this is their own unique person. And based on how we're put together, perfectionism is going to affect us all a little bit different. And I thought you just did such a beautiful way of presencing that. So hopefully everyone listening can be like, oh, oh yeah, I do that. I do that. And I'm an imperfect human. And hey, at least now I can be a little gentler with myself and love myself a little more.
1: I really hope that people feel that way, too. We love bringing our show to you, and we really, really do want to help. Thank you so much for listening. On our next episode, slow the fuck down with anger. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for
0: listening, and enjoy your slowdown. If you love our show, become a patron. You'll get tons of goodies. Go to patreon.com slash slow the F down show and pick the tier that feels best to you. Thank you so much for your love and support. If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down.